This is The Newsstand, episode 64. We're recording this on Thursday, September 15th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher, and tonight I'm joined by Keith Enright and Aaron West. Thanks, guys, for joining me once again on The Newsstand. Hello, gentlemen. Hello and hello. Very nice of you both to join me again. We were all on the last episode of The Newsstand, and so this feels like a nice continuation of our last discussion. So tonight we're going to talk about the December lineup, which was just announced. But before we do that, let's do a little bit of follow-up on the uh, our recent discussions of the November titles and uh, a few pieces of, of news that have kind of changed things uh, since we last talked. So um, in our last discussion, we, we talked about the, the missing uh, spine number on Tree of Wooden Clogs. That, the stuff had shifted around uh, spine number wise, and, or uh, the spine number had disappeared from the, the release page for Tree of Wooden Clogs. And since, uh, I guess just a few days ago now, the, uh, the page has been updated. It is now coming out in February of 2017. So... Not even like they're delaying it like, you know, one month, like I, like I predicted, I thought, oh, well, maybe they'll push it into December just to make things easier for, uh, you know, October and November, but no, they decided to push it all the way to February. Uh, so we, we now have our first, uh, title for 2017, uh, announced. Yeah. And the thing is, I think the next two months when we're refreshing titles on the 15th, that, <laughs> Blasted thing is going to be on top. <laughs> I know. I'll have to scroll <laughs> past it. <laughs> now, it still doesn't have a spine, though, does it? It doesn't have a spine number yet. No. Wow. I think that was somebody made a, a, a cute joke saying, uh, what better movie than a, a farming movie for Valentine's Day for your hunter? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think there that might have been David. <laughs> Put us all in the mood. <laughs> in addition to the the release date change for Tree of Wooden Clogs, we also uh, saw a a slight tweak to the cover art for Marlon Brando's One-Eyed Jacks. We talked about this last month uh, when we talked about the November lineup. And this time around, they've, you know, every once in a while, Criterion will change things on the cover. They'll tweak it a little bit or change the font or change, you know, or in some cases, they'll dramatically change the cover, like in the case of, you know, like the Makioka sisters or, um, or, you know, some of the past releases. But, uh, now we have a, a whole new font choice for you know typeface on the uh, One Eye Jacks release. Uh, I've seen a lot of positive you know responses to the change. I got to say that I think I prefer the original one uh, over this new one. I know the new one you know it feels more like it, you'd like the typeface that you'd see on you know like on a deck of cards. Uh, but I I think the other the original one is just more legible than this one i look at both of them and say they're both fine just pick one yeah i'm not i don't really have too strong of opinion but i guess i'm like you i I like a clear design but i I do get that you know it's it looks like playing cards it's it's shaxi there's some diamonds in in it so yeah sure (laughs) seems like they also kind of lightened up his shirt a little bit i'm just looking at both of them next to one another and it's like in the original one his shirt was a lot darker and this one next the newer one is a little bit lighter so anyway blasphemy i say blasphemy they also (laughs) moved some of the so like the two women uh and now that i look at this next to one another the the two women are are slightly moved over uh one of them is now underneath the the criterion collection kind of little side area thing what what does that thing referred to as Do, do we have a term for that the little area where it says the year and the 
and and the phrase the criterion collection is that like a it's not like a spine it's like the, the side uh, logo year sidebar right? label overlay, sidebar label. sidebar is a good yeah. one yeah um so anyway they moved one of the women over to to be underneath that which is, seems like kind of a strange move and i'm trying to figure out now where what else has changed on the drawing? I feel like I'm with Miranda right now and we're looking through those books of like, what's, what's different between these two pictures? It's Criterion Sesame Street. Yeah. You, exactly. you find Waldo on there either? Because <laughs> it doesn't look like the looks guy... Like Brando's the same place, yeah. He looks the same and the guy in the middle is still in the middle. But I wonder how that... What, what it is. Like maybe the house got bigger? Um, anyway. So... This is very fun think, to, to describe something on an audio podcast. Yeah. So, that, so hopefully, hopefully people are actually looking at these as we talk about them. Uh, I'll We've put, blown this one wide open. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I remember writing an article once uh, on the on the website about like how you know they they tweaked the cover for Kess one time, and I was like, I mean, I kind of teased myself for doing it on the podcast years ago, but it's you know sometimes you just got to take what Criterion gives you as far as news. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a few little pieces to follow. So today Criterion unveiled their December lineup. Uh, at one of the earliest announcements or, you know, uh, unveilings yeah. in recent memory. It seems like they're usually so uh, on top of releasing things at or around like 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 uh, Eastern or later. Uh, mm-hmm. This time around, it was a whole hour before then. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it set me right back in my chair. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know. I was eating lunch at work, and I was just thinking, like, <laughs> oh, well, let me just refresh it because like, no one has, no one's been saying anything that I've seen, and uh, you know, I haven't seen anything in our Slack chat. So, and I, I just assume that everyone has been refreshing all day. And then I go in. I'm like, oh, hey, look, here are all the titles right here. <laughs> I, I better quickly put together a post for this. Yeah, I, I thought I was the first one. I think everybody thought that because it was just so early. But uh, right. yeah, I just randomly refreshed, and yeah. But I, I always do that, and you know, of course, it never yields <laughs> results until now and and the forever. Now I'll start doing it at three thirty, three fifteen. So, some pretty exciting titles uh, that we're getting here. Uh, so four releases. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe we should talk about. Uh, December as a as a month that Criterion releases titles in just because in the past um, or when people make predictions about what what's coming in December uh, they tend to say like you know well don't expect too much because Criterion doesn't really do that much in December and you know typically it's like you know it is um, of the 12 months it's lighter in that they usually will almost always only release titles the first two weeks of the month sometimes they'll, they'll go into that third week but most home video companies, you know, don't release very much, if anything, in December, just because, you know, they'll try to push out all the big stuff in November to get it in stores ready for Black Friday. And then, you know, they all want to go on Christmas leave in December. And so they don't mm-hmm. want to be there, you know, working on releases or working on, you know, public relations for any of that stuff. So, I mean, typically Criterion certainly won't release anything that last week of December, and almost always will not release anything that third week either. But I think there's probably some exceptions along there. Sure. I think there's a marketing reason too. I think by that time, most of the Christmas shopping's finished. And, and then at the end of the year, people have their gift cards to spend. So I, I think they 
it's just a retail break. Well, I kind of took a look at the numbers and, you know, it, it seems like the, the general complaint around this time of year is, you know, the, the December release has come out and there's kind of an air of people saying, oh, what a crap late month. And then apologists such as myself say, well, you know, it actually used to be worse and, you know, we're not getting the five to seven titles that we get in most months, but it's, you know, not that bad. And I was just thinking about it today and I went back and looked and, you know, over the last, I would say since 2010, we've been getting three or four releases every year in December. And some of those have been with huge box sets like the BBS set in 10, Katsi in 12, and uh, World Cinema Project in 13. So um, definitely, you know, I think their their trend over the last, well, at least half a decade has been really good. But boy, when you go back and look at, you know, they started out strong, quote unquote, in 98 with three in December. And then from 99 all the way up to 07, it was either zero, one, or two. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it's certainly not the full month that other months are, but I think, you know, especially with the marketing concerns and the, and the other concerns Ryan was talking about, I think they've been doing a pretty damn good job for a few years here for December. Yeah, I think that they're stuck on the number four of four items. Uh, and yeah. I think a couple of years ago, there was an eclipse thrown in there uh, instead of a, a disc. And But I, I think the caliber is a little lighter. I, last year, we got Speedy. True which I think is, I would consider that like an A release, but then we got um, uh, Burroughs the Movie and Downhill Racer, which I like, but uh, you know probably more like a B and C. Then we got Jellyfish Eyes and... You know, Off the charts. F. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think this year it's, it's a little better. I think uh, higher caliber, uh, probably going to sell more than, uh, than last year is what I'm thinking. I think so. So... The first release, or the first of the two releases coming on December 6th, Louis Buñuel's The Exterminating Angel. Now, when we, way back in January, we got a look at the uh, wacky New Year's drawing for 2016, one of the kind of more debated or contested uh, pieces of the drawing was the little angel on the bomb, which seemed so clearly to be just the... Uh, well, well, I don't know. I guess it wasn't so clear. It was, you know, many, many mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is the uh, image from uh, Dr. Strangelove. And then people were saying, oh, well, maybe it's a double clue for Dr. Strangelove and the exterminating angel because that's a little angel on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. And sure enough, double clue. They exist. Or maybe it wasn't and they listened and they thought, oh, you know what? They're right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's... <laughs> now, I think... Um, Someone on the forum has pointed out that that it might there are those who hope that it also might that drawing might also mean um, fallen angels and oh, right. uh, Wong Kar Wai uh, the Wong Kar Wai movie and I think because it had gone out of print from from Kino um, hmm. and so you know maybe it'll be a triple clue if if that ever comes along but um, you know it doesn't fit the year though. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The year is over, so the year is over. Uh, yeah, sometimes although, those. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be unheard of for a title <laughs> that was true. teased at in one drawing to come out the following year or many years later. <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty efficient this year. I think they're all accounted for. Yeah, they're all accounted for for the wacky drawing for the whole year. There's still yeah. a couple of 
newsletter drawings that have yet to be announced. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they're stacking those up for 2017. Uh, big start. So um, yeah, so exterminating angel. This one, uh, the second Buñuel film on Blu-ray from Criterion. Previously, we got um, the, uh, what was the other Blu-ray that they did? Belle de Jour. Belle de Jour, yeah. Oh, of course, sure. And there's only, Anything. and they only have a few. So they have Verdiana and, but most of the other ones are out of print now, right? Oh, the Milky Way, Diary of a Chambermaid is out of print. Animal Liberties out of print. Animal Liberties out of print, yeah. Discreet Charm is out of print. So, yeah. So, uh, very exciting that we're getting uh, some Moonwell on Blu-ray. Are they, they haven't added anything. So, this is like a... a straight port. Yeah. Straight port. So, mm-hmm. uh, reissue or, or upgrade? I forget. Upgrade. Upgrade. Okay. Yeah, same same supplements. Right. Um, this one is going to, you know, have a new... It just says high definition digital transfer. So, some folks are kind of assuming that this isn't coming from any new restoration you know, like a new 4K or 2K restoration that it's going to be from the existing master that they used possibly for the DVD, but, you know, um, restored to make it, uh, you know, for, for high definition. The same week, we're getting Laurie Anderson's Heart of a Dog. Uh, this one was uh, available on iTunes over the summer as a an early kind of release into the collection they were doing a a special promotion with it where it was you know they were only going to do it for a month uh, on itunes and then take it down and then i think from there it was available to stream on hbo go for a long time it might even still be up there um but it is now you know coming to disc uh they just posted a picture of laurie anderson i think on their instagram and you know on their social media accounts um was it just yesterday that they were showing her I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of a light release. I mean, there there's going to be a conversation with Laurie Anderson and the co-producer. Uh, there's also going to be footage from Anderson's 2016 concert for dogs, um, an essay and a trailer. So not a whole lot of supplements. No no commentary track or anything. Although I, I'd imagine that like you know she it's probably hard to talk about this you know, this movie yeah, as an artist yeah. for, for a whole, right. for the entirety of, a, you know, doing a commentary track for this would probably be pretty emotional. I think mm-hmm. you've already said what you're saying in the film. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, she basically does a commentary in the film. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I just, I, I taped this off HBO when it, when it just played and, uh, and it has been, been on my DVR for, I, I checked it was since April and I just watched it a couple of hours ago. Uh, really special movie i think uh not for everybody maybe i i think it's kind of it's has anderson's uh her personality is is definitely there but also there's a little bit of guy madden so if you don't if you don't like guy madden you probably won't like this Uh, but i think it's a beautiful film well then i think i will like it i uh i went through a bit of a laurie anderson phase in the in the 80s when i was trying to figure out what I liked and I don't think I did but at the time <laughs> but speaking of it being light I'm kind of surprised that they wouldn't take the opportunity if they had it to you know pair this with Home of the Brave it would seem like it would have seemed like the perfect opportunity and in, in going to the Laurie Anderson well more than once is probably not in the cards so um, yeah, I, I have not watched this, um, stuff like this. When I know it's coming on disc, I typically try to wait to get the whole 
package and experience for the first time, but I'm looking forward to it. Is Home of the Brave available on home video anywhere, like on DVD? I uh, looked that up this evening, and actually, um, she tweeted a few years ago that it was coming out from Warner Brothers, and then the tweet went down, and nobody's ever heard another word. So that's kind of why it hmm. made me think that this would have been the opportunity to do it. But uh, yeah, it looks like know. it was available on VHS and Laserdisc, and then... Yep. She said that it was coming to DVD as a part of a box set, and then yeah, later and removed the announcement. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, maybe. I mean, now that she's you know been working with Criterion, and Criterion is working with Warner Warner Brothers. Yeah, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully, I'd love to see more from her. Right? I think she, if people are into the, I mean, she's not really no wave, but I guess she kind of gets bundled into the the eighties, late seventies artists, and and also Spalding Gray too. But uh, she's. Definitely a unique vision. I think she fits the collection very well. I do too. So the following week, we're getting two releases. Uh, on December 13th, we're getting Spines 847 and 848. Uh, so for 847, John Houston's The Asphalt Jungle. This is Once Upon a Time, a Laserdisc release from Criterion. Sure is. Um, have you... so? Keith, obviously, you you must have this uh, on Laserdisc uh, at this point. You're you're I so do. close to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'd love to tell you more about it, but I put this on one rainy Saturday afternoon and promptly went right to sleep. So, <laughs> um, but no, it looks like it's right up my alley. And uh, you know, I guess I'm going to put the Laserdisc in the to go pile and just wait for the Blu-ray. Um, it's interesting, you know. People are complaining about the the Blu-ray cover, but boy, if anybody's laid their eyes on the Laserdisc cover, we're doing a lot better now. <laughs> it's yeah. just a black and white picture of uh, Sterling Hayden, Gene Hagen, and uh, Marilyn Monroe, kind of that classic Criterion look from back then. And um, you know, no no special features on the Laserdisc, although we do have the. Is this the only uh, essay that Peter Becker has done, or is there more? I would probably have to go back and search through. I bet if you went back and searched through the um, the Laserdisc essays, you might find more of his stuff in there. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like searchable to f- find that. Uh, I mean, th- th- they're saying, so they're doing a new, Jeffrey O'Brien is going to write the essay for this Blu-ray release. Um, but I wonder if you search for his name on the Criterion site, you'd be able to come up with more essays. Maybe. Maybe haven't thought to do that. Uh, I I went back and searched through my RSS feeds to see if uh, if there had been any rumors because when people started talking about the Asphalt Jungle today, after the the uh, Phantom pages started going up and everyone you know kind of knew what was about to be announced, I was searching for Asphalt Jungle stuff and uh, there's actually an old um, fake Criterion cover that I came across and I forget the artist's <laughs> name, but there is. I think this fake Criterion cover, and I'll try to put, I'll put a link in the show notes for it. Oh, Alex McDuff did this fake cover for it, and uh, I think it's I think it's better than than the one uh, <laughs> that they did uh, here. Um, and I usually, I, I mean, Efron Miller does some pretty solid work with Criterion, and so I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not just one person; like you know, a whole team goes into designing these and approving them. So uh, they must have had a, a reason for choosing this image and. You know, going with that that typeface uh, on it, but yeah, the big big typeface, and it's still from the film. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to usually complain about still shots from films. I th- think like In a Lonely Place, I think it worked great. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this one doesn't really do much for me. Um, to backtrack a little bit, by the way, the, the Laurie Anderson um, cover, that was actually in the film. I, I, um, I caught it having just watched it. Uh, it's original artwork that she uh, drew of her dog. So that's that's pretty neat. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they, um, I guess I had kind of assumed that they would just go ahead and use the, the, the artwork that was up on the iTunes channel that, that they had come up with, like the poster, I think, for Heart of a Dog. But uh, I'm happy with this one also. Mm-hmm. Me too, yeah. Um, so the Asphalt Jungle is going to have a new 2K restoration. Uh, this is being distributed or, you know, uh, they're partnering with Warner Brothers on this release. This was once upon a time. This was a, a DVD release from Warner Brothers and I think went out of print um, last year or the year before. And so I think mm-hmm. there were a number of titles that had gone out of print at some point where one of the forum members had gone through and said, like, well, these either were old Criterion Laserdiscs or seem like, you know, we should keep our eyes on them. And I think this was one of the titles that, that they had mentioned. Mm-hmm. That proved pretty prophetic because a lot of that those from that list have come out. Yeah. And this is just the latest. There's some good ones left, too, that uh, that hopefully we'll see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, blow Up, Ambersons, uh, Face in the Crowd, Clute, yeah, among others. All very valid titles to for them to come out with. Mm-hmm. So the supplements that are included on this upcoming release of Asphalt Jungle, are, are most of these from the, uh, I mean, there are a couple of new, inter- so there's like the new interviews with Eddie Miller and John Bailey. Are the, are the rest of these, you know, the ones from the 80s, are they all from the Laserdisc? No, there are no supplements on the Laserdisc. Oh, okay. Unless you consider uh, extended play CLV. In a... <laughs> that was pretty special. That's about it. <laughs> they might have been on the Warner's DVD. I oh, yeah. Sure, they probably were. Yeah. And there's more to come. They have a little more. More. Uh, more. <laughs> so very exciting. I think um, this is kind of a beloved film noir film, and so uh, I'm sure this one will probably sell pretty well among the four releases that are coming in December. This one might do the best, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement for it. I, I actually haven't seen this one. Um, I, I, it feels like I've seen all the Houstons around it and um, and even the Houston noirs. But, yeah, I can't wait for this. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, we always, as Criterion uh, aficionados, you know, there's always a lot of talk about how great that extended heist scene was in Rafifi. And, uh, you know, now as I'm looking at this one, they're they're saying that that whole flavor in Rafifi came came from this movie. So we'll see how that looks. So that same week, on December 13th, we're getting Federico Fellini's Roma. Now, this one we just talked about last month when we were discussing the uh, the email newsletter drawing of the little Roma. That, Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. This one. She rode. <laughs> uh, I, this, was inclu- this was once upon a time in that MGM list of rumored titles that, um, that was going around that I posted uh, on our website back in 2010, I think. Um, and that list is pretty much... I mean, there, there are only a handful left that uh, haven't come around to getting a release yet, but it seems like they'll all get one eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, as we mentioned before, was also released from Masters of Cinema uh, mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, and now we're getting a new high-definition digital restoration. Uh, again, they don't mention whether it's 2K or 4K, but I think 
uh, I'm sure it'll look good. Yeah, I actually have the Masters of Cinema, and just out of curiosity, I, I popped it in to, to look at the transfer because of the, there's speculation that it might be the same transfer. And uh, and I guess maybe because I, 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 you know, Satyricon, was that last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a 4K, and, um, and yeah, of course, the, the subject is very different, but the style is, you know, late Fellini is late Fellini. And yeah, I, I actually, I hope that they at least tweak the colors a little bit. It just didn't didn't really pop, but uh, it still looked fine and it's watchable. But uh, maybe I'm just spoiled by all the, uh, the great transfers we're getting. <laughs> but uh, although the the supplements are, are much better, this one just basically has. Well, the only thing that that's copied over from Masters of Cinema, I think, are the deleted scenes. The Masters of Cinema disc has both the Italian audio and the English alternate track. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like the Criterion one is only going to have the Italian track. At least they don't mention, you know, having two uh, different language tracks. Yeah, half the menu screen is about <laughs> the audio and and, uh, and and subtitles, actually, of the Masters of Cinema. Mm-hmm. There's also wow. a video piece with Italian studies scholar Chris Wagstaff that did not make the uh, Criterion. And that's probably one that they shot themselves for that release. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's going to be... Uh, like an image gallery it looks like uh on this release and uh, you know new interviews with uh sorrentino of the great beauty um talking about fellini obviously he's very influenced by fellini as you can see in Mm -hmm. all of his films Mm -hmm. um a new essay the the cover i've seen some you know uh disagreements about the cover although i think for the most part i think everyone in the facebook group seemed at least in the post that i saw earlier seem to really enjoy the cover and i think it looks great too i like it too yeah yeah it really speaks to rome you know it's it just kind of celebrates rome which the film in a way does so yeah if criterion were to make this available as a poster i would certainly snatch one up also there's a commentary there there haven't been many commentaries this year so it looks like a new one from uh, frank burke author of fellini's films so that sounds you know nice academic essay or commentary yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, uh, Maggie and I have been on a Fellini fest over the last year or so. We've been trying to watch everything in order, and it it's been going in stops and spurts. But we're <laughs> we're getting up to uh, to mid '60s stuff, so this is going to come out at a good time for us to to hit it. Yeah, when Julia of the Spirits uh, hits, then you're in for a transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, right. I, I I like late Fellini, but a lot of people don't. Are there any well, other was... Fellini titles that you know that might come after this? I forget. Did I already? Did I, I might have asked that same question the last time we talked about Fellini. But uh, is there anything left to be released that hasn't got a, a U.S. release yet? Well, we need to upgrade, and the ship sails on. That's for sure. And yeah, uh, Lestrada. As far as late films, I mean Fred and Ginger. I mean, mm. I, I, that's that's pretty much known to be not good though isn't it I, I don't remember yeah i think casanova is the same as well uh yeah uh maybe il, il Badone is an early one. Oh uh, yeah that one got a masters of cinema. white chic would be good mm-hmm. yeah i i've been alone that's yeah we don't have a blue of that I, that, that'd be huge so now that we have the december titles we now have the like entire 2016 uh you know lineup to kind of look over as a as a whole body of work and see, you know, what, what criterion focused on or what they 
maybe you know avoided releasing or wasn't weren't able to get to you know no eclipse box set in 2016 it's kind of significant yeah um, very sad sorry that dave and trevor <laughs> yeah well i mean we're just the, the criterion is just giving them a chance to catch up so that once they <laughs> do start releasing more titles they can uh you know just do them as they come out Oh, you're right. Just, That's very nice of them. One a month for uh, in 2017. They're they're giving me a chance to buy all of the releases to catch up with, so that I'm going to be complete as they as they release them in you know 2017. Thanks for thinking of us, Criterion. Yes. <laughs> Good looking out. Um, yeah, I mean that is you know it's it's sad, but you know we obviously we've gotten a lot of pretty amazing titles. Uh, over the it's year so it's hard to complain year. and say yeah like oh well well they didn't give us any of these they didn't give us any dvds of uh, the eclipse series <laughs> <laughs> but we got all these warner titles box yeah. sets uh the, the decalogue i mean the vendors stuff yeah just so much amazing amazing stuff yeah so brighter summer day yeah it's, it's endless we could go on but i guess we will in a couple months yeah so let's talk a little bit about um, Filmstruck. Now, th- as we mentioned last time around, uh, many folks on Reddit and the Criterion Forum and uh, you know elsewhere online have been a part of the Filmstruck beta. And so titles are leaking out of there like a sieve, and it's uh, hard to keep any of that stuff a secret. And so it would just be kind of foolish of us to not talk about some of the titles that have been uh, revealed on places like again Reddit and uh, the Criterion <laughs> Forum, those are the those are the people who are making these uh, you know who who are sharing the secrets of the beta, uh, much to the chagrin I'd imagine of people who want to keep things like that secret. But you know what, the internet does not like keeping secrets. That's we right. we are not the criminals. We're we're just sourcing. We're just we did uh, not we did not steal Colin Powell's emails. We're just reporting on it. <laughs> <laughs> But there have been some pretty exciting things to come out of it. Obviously, last month we talked about things like Stalker uh, getting a Criterion release, and since then, um, someone from the for uh, someone from Reddit, I think, had emailed Moss Film and asked them specifically which films Criterion or they had licensed to Criterion, and uh, the representative from Moss Film sent them a list, and you know, it's so it seems like titles that people might be importing from the uk uh you might want to just hold off on getting those artificial eye blu-rays because there will most likely be uh criterion collection releases of almost all of them uh coming Mm -hmm. soon from you know getting new blu-ray releases here and if the transfers are anything to be you know believed on filmstruck that uh that the people are talking about seems like they might be better than what we're getting from artificial eye as we mentioned again last month we talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. and there's also a certain drum that's been banging for a couple of years i think uh maybe we could stop banging that <laughs> yeah so the, uh, the andre rublev drum <laughs> right so andre rublev there's a uh a, an addition on filmstruck i hear that uh might look better than what has you know previously been you know on like criterion's hulu channel or uh Know, or elsewhere on on the the artificial eye Blu-ray, but um, and also I think the the longer cut too, not mm-hmm. the the shorter cut, which I think was on the artificial eye Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I've been reading a little bit about that. On you know what uh, 
Tarkovsky thought was the the best cut, and he went back and forth on that. But it'd be really interesting for us to be able to see both of them and make our own decision. So a few other titles that have uh, been in the discussion online, especially, or I guess most notably today, uh, films like The Buena Vista Social Club has popped up uh, on Filmstruck apparently and uh, has a Janus Films logo in front of it or Criterion logo. I mean, this was one Mm -hmm. that I think was touring as a part of that Vim Vendors restoration tour um, that, that Janus had been showing. And this was among the films that the the vendors uh, institute had restored so mm-hmm. um, yeah not a not a surprise but yeah. uh and in, in fact i think we'll, we'll probably see a couple vendors in 2017 i think pro- probably spaced out is my guess there had been there was hope that um i am cuba might come to the criterion collection but Oof. i think that one also has now shown up on filmstruck but has the milestone logo still in front of it so I think was yeah, I, I, I'm Cuba was a, a Laserdisc release, right? Sure was. Very nice one, too. Such a great film. Um, yeah, some other uh, labels have, have shown up on Filmstruck, too. Uh, I think Zeitgeist, um, I think some Kino stuff. So uh, even it's not Criterion-specific, but I think it speaks well for the service. Uh, you know, you're not going to... It's not going to be just Criterion. You'll be able to see a, a wide variety of stuff, even if they can't get the rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I Am Cuba. Um. Were there any other titles that people have been talking about online uh, as far as being added to Filmstruck recently that, that I guess that are notable or the ones that you're excited about? Yeah, the of, of the Criterion ones, uh, I think we've pretty much covered them. Uh, the non-one, non-Criterion ones, uh, there are some Kino, uh, you know, Destiny with the Fritz Lang. Um, uh, actually, I think a, a whole bunch of Fritz Langs have, are, have shown up, So and, and they've been doing series little little uh, groupings of films so that that's probably what it, what that is um but yeah um probably i'm guessing when they launch and hopefully that'll be soon uh maybe there'll be a, a whole whole bunch more oh yeah so as far as like when they're gonna launch um they still haven't made any kind of official announcement yet as far as the release date or the pricing or anything like that so um what they what we have seen also i think on reddit someone posted they had kind of bootlegged uh, a commercial that that had been sent to their film to the to a theater that they worked at, and they they shot they like recorded it, and um, in that commercial for Filmstruck they mention an October uh, launch date, or at least they just say coming in October. I think is what what it says. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that what's going to happen there is that Filmstruck will come in October, and we know from what we read before that. Um, Criterion's agreement with Hulu goes through November or th- into November, and we've also heard that the Criterion Channel might come a little later. So it it seems like that's all falling into place now. That that'll probably or hopefully happen right after the Hulu exclusivity is done. Yeah, I wonder how that'll work. I mean, they will the Criterion titles be there when they launch? I mean, the the, the kind of add-on channel that they've been teasing at from Criterion like you said, probably won't be ready on day one, but you know, will all these titles that have been on the beta that everyone's watching, uh, will those, you know, be there as well, or will they have to hold off? Will, will is, I'm just curious, like how the Hulu exclusive streaming thing works right now, as far as their deal goes, or if they're allowed to, you know, have these titles on Filmstruck and Hulu at the same time. 
Well, you know, they had him on Fandor, so I, yeah. I, I, I who, who knows? But uh, I, I'm thinking that that they most likely can. And even if they pulled a, a handful, uh, you know, doing a soft launch with some of the the titles that aren't on there, I think it would still be worthwhile, especially with all these other labels. I think Fandor's deal was with Hulu, though, so it was an yeah, extension. Yeah, I, I think of you're oh, right. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're. I think you're going to see some, and there just won't be any fanfare about it. And then when the Criterion Criterion Channel starts, they'll they'll hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any hopes or fears for the pricing model for this yet? Um, fears. As, we, as we get closer, <laughs> like, uh, is there like a an upper price limit that you're that you can't go past, or will you just you know suck it up and and pay whatever they ask? Well, I don't want them to hear that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> are they listening? <laughs> Two dollars. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to pay it. That's all there is to it. What are the what? What is the add-on pricing for things like? So on Hulu, you can get Showtime. Is that correct? Where you can like add, you can pay extra to get Showtime stuff on Hulu. Yeah, I think that's another ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and Amazon has a lot of those too. They you know Shutter and they have Showtime and um, a few others. And I think I think they're about range from maybe five ninety nine to seven ninety nine, and there's usually a trial of a week or two. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing the base plan. If I was just going to throw out a figure, probably somewhere between five and ten dollars, and then maybe the bonus channels another seven ninety nine. I don't know for each label. Yeah, I think if I mean, personally, I don't, I don't really want to spend more than twenty dollars a month on an additional streaming service. So, if they can keep the base price plus the add-on channel under twenty, that would be ideal. <laughs> I'm cool I think with you're that. Safe. I think you're safe there. That 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 feels right to me. Yeah, but but with the option of adding more uh, channel by channel, um, you know, I I think you probably could. They're probably going to have enough content. You could spend forty dollars if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we'll just have to see if that if that additional content is def- is worth it to me. Then you know, like if I can you know add on and take away, if I can add channels and take channels away when I'm done with them, um, you know, each mm-hmm. month, then that might be worth it to like you know spend the amount that I might spend on you know like a single disc in a month, you know, to have access to many films. You know, I could I can justify it that way. Uh, sure, an ongoing subscription. Is, is a little bit different, uh, but, you know, as, I guess if there's new content added every month and it's worth it to me, then I'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a few other pieces of news that uh, have kind of been out there uh, revolving around uh, Criterion stuff. The um, well, Actually, just last night, the new season of Documentary Now launched on oh, IFC. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Bill Hader was spotted at the Criterion Collection offices yesterday in the in the closet uh, <laughs> much speculation as to why he was there was is he there for you know a supplement is he there just to help kind of promote the uh the you know the new season of of documentary now or just there to kind of help celebrate it is he there some people are speculating that maybe he's there to talk about filmstruck or to like you know record something for the service uh so i guess we'll have to wait and see the last time he showed up there was that when he was on one of the um what was the like Sullivan's yeah. Travels? Yeah, he, Sullivan's One. Travels. He yep. he did a closet video a couple of years ago too, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, was he's that? definitely a champion of the the label. And yes. it, have you watched the new episode yet? I haven't. So the, the, the they're bunker? they're uh, teasing the war room in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because Keith and I did an episode on the uh, the war room. So that's I, right. That's I, I thought right. about that. Uh, and it's the bunker. It's absolutely hilarious. And I mean, it's it's funny, but it's more and it's more imitation is flattery. They're they're uh, they uh, hater nails uh, James Carville, and then uh, Armisen nails Stephanopoulos. Uh, and then they, they call it uh, uh, Baumgartner for Penny Baker. I, it's just, it, it, you can tell there's, they're fans of the label, but my wife hadn't seen The War Room, and she watched it with me, and, and she still got all the jokes. So <laughs> there could And there was a current post, too, uh, that po- uh, talked about it. So I, I think there, there could be a tie-in with Documentary Now. There Has there That's... been a, like, I know that it's streaming online, um, Documentary Now, season one, Uh was the has there been a home video release of this like a blu-ray release of the series yet of season one as a matter of fact there has not i actually just looked for it today and i would have bought it but uh uh yeah so one can hope yeah i Uh, love this i love this show with all the love in the world it's just so spot on it's amazing yeah yeah criterion doesn't really do tv shows well they did tanner i mean they've done some you know of course decalogue but uh but boy, just thinking if they could do this with Criterion caliber extras, uh, that would just be a dream. It really would. If anyone hasn't watched season one, it's available on Netflix right now and maybe other streaming services too. But you know, there are episodes where they spoof things like Great Gardens and The Thin Blue Line and Nanook of the North and um, several other. Oh, actually, maybe that maybe those are all like the Criterion uh, titles mm-hmm. that they're making fun of. But um, you know, definitely worth watching. Yeah, they have a few coming up. I know they're, well, it's not Criterion, but Jiro Dreams of Sushi, and uh, I, f- I forget what else they have come up, but I think there's about... Stop again, Making Sense? Stop Making uh, yeah, Sense? Yeah, they're going to have that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Yeah, so it's going to be a great season. So another, another piece of news, um, over in Japan, the 1925, 1929 film uh, A Straightforward Boy by Yasujiro Ozu uh, has been discovered an almost complete version of the film that was once thought lost. Uh, there is now a thirty minute, thirty eight minute short, ver- shorter version of the film, um, which is now I think they're they're I think they just uncovered it. I don't think they've screened it yet in front of, for anyone. But um, you know, it's always exciting when we get. Uh, oh, it's going to screen at the Kyoto mm-hmm. uh, Film Festival in October, so next month. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed on a, uh, you know, an eventual uh, Criterion Collection release for this new Ozu, this new once thought lost Ozu. Yeah, maybe they could do like I Was Born But um, as as a Blu-ray. I don't I don't know if the materials are there. And then this is an extra because it's the short. I, 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 would, I would love that. But I don't think that it would be a standalone film unless maybe they, there's probably not enough. Well, no, Ozu's directed a gazillion films. There's probably plenty for Eclipse series if they... We're going to go back to that well. Um, but hopefully it'll come out. Is uh, so no Ozu at all, either in um, this year uh, from Criterion on Blu-ray or DVD? Yeah, you're right. The last one was uh, an autumn afternoon. That was last year. So, yeah, no Ozu, no Bergman. The length of time that we've been waiting for a decent upgrade of Good Morning is becoming untenable. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Criterion has also, uh, or I guess Criterion and Janus have begun touring the 
six moral tales did that did that uh is that tomorrow when that that new theatrical run launches i think so. i believe so yeah so uh you know fingers crossed for a blu-ray upgrade for those titles i mean obviously there's that romare blu-ray set that was released in europe but uh it would be nice to get that six moral tales collection upgraded here yeah, they don't they don't do that a whole lot. I, I wish they would do that more, but um I I own the DVD and I would gladly pay for the Blu-ray uh for from what I hear about the transfers on the the French Blu-ray from Scott is they're amazing. So mm-hmm. I would love to revisit it. So one thing that Criterion posted just this past week was an interview with Charles Burnett, uh the director of films like Killer of Sheep, um and you know many other films but his film to sleep with anger has been uh restored i think by ucla and so they Mm -hmm. posted this interview on his web on their on the the criterion current and uh it's leading many to you know start speculating that criterion might end up releasing to sleep with anger um so uh this is one that i still haven't seen but you know i've obviously heard of and uh it's you know it's it's curious that this one has gotten so much uh discussion or you know like just the fact that they devoted an entire interview uh to it on the on the current without any kind of like mm-hmm. you know more of a tease that they might be doing something with it mm-hmm. yeah, and they've been doing a lot of teases of Burnett lately I, I think was there a picture of him in the criterion closet as well uh and a, a, another current article or a, maybe a tumblr article i forget yeah, I think it's coming. Is there any possibility that it could be paired with Killer uh, Killer of Sheep? Well, Killer of Sheep was it did come out on DVD. It was it's, I think it's probably been about five ten years now because that's when it was really rediscovered. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I think it, that is still in print, but okay, okay. So a few other things. Uh, Janice has begun touring uh, Kirsten Johnson's Camera Person. Uh, this is one that we knew was you know. In that Criterion had picked up or that Janice had picked up from um, when it played initially back at Sundance. Um, this is one that, uh, you know, it seemed like maybe they might get a, you know, might get a home video release in 2016, but, you know, they're just now getting to uh, the, the theatrical tour. I don't know if this is getting any kind of like awards tour, but, um, you know, I can't wait to see it finally. Me too. Yeah, uh, was it Josh reviewed yeah. it and said it was amazing. Yeah, uh, and I do go back think about the the gender discussions from a couple months ago, and and Criterion saying they're going to emphasize female filmmakers, and of course we have Laurie Anderson this month. Um, a couple of other things before we go uh, for anyone out there who hasn't picked up the New World yet, and if you have a Costco membership, you can now go get it for much cheaper than you might be able to otherwise. Uh, it's one of the the 1999 titles that they have at Costco, where the you know it's cheaper than the um, the usual f- markdown price that you might see at at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon. Um, in That's addition, well to, over fifty percent off. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've done that before, though, right? With some of the other titles that are like the the two disc Blu-rays, like Seven Samurai, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it for Samurai. Nineteen dollars from nineteen ninety nine. Also now spotted at Costco are films like Gilda, Doctor Strangelove, and The In Laws. Right. Mm-hmm. Do either yeah, those do, make sense? Yeah. 
do either of you are are you guys Costco members that you know looks look for these these deals? I'm not, and so I have never been able to take advantage of these cheap Criterion Blu-rays at Costco. But I know a lot of people out there, you know, on online who do. No, I'm I'm not. I mean, it would be great to get a 1999 New World, but I'd also come home with a 50 pound bag of marshmallows. <laughs> I don't know if it would really be cost effective. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually about to start a new job that's right by a Costco that just opened up, and I'm curious. And I actually just got a twenty dollar gift card there too. So, but probably I, I, most of, I'm, I'm not going to be able to wait for them to come out with whatever uh, release. You know, the New World I already have. Actually, already all these I already have. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go for the marshmallows and and just leave, take pictures of the Criterions. <laughs> So one of the news articles that you guys put in uh, the show notes here was this post from, um, I think, the playlist who is who is sourcing it from Screen Daily, saying that the um, that the folks at Janus were going to be releasing or Janus and Criterion will be releasing this um, documentary, uh, David Lynch, The Art Life. Yeah, The Art yeah. of Life. Yes, sounds exciting. It does, but I, I'm, I'm going to go on record here with my little rant this month that Uh-oh. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand these um, these documentaries like this coming as full fledged titles. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if they do what they're going to do, and that's fine, but it just seems like this and the um, Ingrid Bergman one that you know, it seems like they would be like the most kick-ass supplement for another disc, but as a mm-hmm. title themselves, it, it just kind of seems like a, uh, I, I, I guess I just don't quite get it or agree with it being elevated to a, a title itself. Have you ended up, have you watched that Ingrid Bergman documentary yet? Not yet. It's pretty great. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to see, you know, the, the footage that she shot as well as like, you know, hearing her, um, you know, her journal entries and whatnot. And so I think it's a nice peek behind the curtain of, you know, what we see in the movies to see like who she really was behind all that. And I know we got like some supplements on that Bergman Rossellini box set, but um, I think that release is special. And I, I kind of hope that they keep doing more, um, you know, like a, a deeper dive into the look, you know, at these, um, these actors who kind of make up, you know, a significant chunk of the Criterion Collection. I mean, there's that, yeah. that new Mifuni film, Mifuni documentary, The Last Last Samurai. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, has any chance of getting into the Criterion Collection, but that, I mean, he seems like, you know, a perfect candidate. Like if they were to get that documentary and then include other supplements um, about him, uh, that might be a fun release too. Yeah, and All right. I, I, you, I liked uh, the Bergman. Me. <laughs> I, I liked the Bergman uh, uh, disc as well, um, and actually, I, I thought that uh, Alicia Vikander really nailed uh, Bergman's voice too. It, it's it almost sounded like it was Bergman reading it. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm on board with those as well. Um, although I, with David Lynch, you know, he, there weren't a whole lot of supplements with Mulholland Drive, uh, and right, I know they withheld right. a few shorts. So maybe that those could be part of this, or maybe this could be. You know, they did promise that more more was coming, and it would definitely sell. So, uh, it's it's September, getting to be towards the end of September. Uh, around this time, in the over the past few years, Criterion has uh, 
given us a nice little uh you know break on our wallets in that they've offered a, a 50% off sale mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh what are the what are the dates usually look like for this is it sometimes it's late september sometimes early october yeah I, I looked at the last couple and they were both in october but uh early october so uh yeah i think it was uh october 6th and the year before was october 9th so could be in a couple weeks two, three weeks, or three, four weeks, maybe? Well, if you are planning on shopping during the sale, make sure you get in early on some of these titles because some of the more popular ones end up selling out pretty quickly on their website. And so, uh, you know, you might have to wait if you end up holding off too long. Yeah, I'm going to yep. be taking advantage of that. I, as you've, As people have seen on the Facebook page, I've been going whole hog on finishing up this laser disc project so i'm <laughs> I'm a few behind on on blu-ray so i need to catch up i'm i'm looking forward to that when you yeah, I think uh, the decalogue will sell i'm oh, sorry oh yeah I, definitely um how many laser discs do you have left that you need to buy seven and uh i know i've seen you in one of the other criterion forum or criterion uh completion guys kind of comparing lists as far as what you have left there, so from what I've gathered from your discussions, like there are titles out there though that are just hard, much much harder to find, and are going to go for a lot more money if you when you find yeah. them. Yeah, a couple of them for me are uh, the Lenny Reifenstahl uh, Olympia one and two. Um, about a year ago, I saw a few floating around, but now that I'm ready to get it, there's none. <laughs> and um, I'm having a hard time finding dead presidents of all movies the uh the hughes brothers movie mm-hmm. oh, my dad had that yeah Sorry. you're <laughs> he sold it to some face somebody else and then and and the other one i mentioned that i was really surprised at was the special edition of the princess bride you know that was one of the titles that they put out in a bare bones and a special edition and was really having a hard time finding that and then one popped up last night for 15 dollars, and it's mine so congrats thank you was that one that uh, that Jonathan Terrell had mentioned in that radio interview about yes. like uh, mm-hmm. you know oh, maybe we might get the rights to that again or something something I heard you kind of like he mentioned it and it wasn't really like a tease but it, people have kind of took it as a tease. I just think that's um, one of his favorite movies and I think he championed it in on Laserdisc as well. So yeah, and he got um, it, he also mentioned the in laws and that that happened. So yeah. I, mm-hmm. but I think it, it probably the question is the rights. I think they would do it if they could get it. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, but, Princess Bride has been put out you know, 32 <laughs> times on DVD. But. Not exactly one that's like, you know, desperate for a home video release. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Before we close out the episode, let's talk about the, the latest wacky email newsletter clue. So this time around, we got three little groups of bees, uh, f- maybe four bees in each little group of of three so that little mm-hmm. trilogy of bees a little trilogy of b fours yeah 12 bees <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this is most likely certainly the before trilogy from richard linkletter uh one that has been long hoped for by many people and has been kind of teased at by Linklater and uh, you know and, and others online, and so seems very likely. I thought maybe this might be you know like a box set for December, 
um, but it looks like we're going to have to wait into uh, 2017 for this one. Um, this is one where the three films are, 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 one of them is from Sony and the other two are from Warner Brothers. Is that how it works out? Yeah. Or, or, the, or, or the other uh, way around, but yeah. yeah. One Warner Brothers, two Sony. Yeah. Um, I just, this is one of those exciting releases and, and I've only seen the first two movies and I love them. Um, but this is just one of those things that's extra exciting because for years, this is one of those things that people would bring up as they'd want it. And then they would just get torn down by other people because it was, it would just seem so far beyond the realm of possibility. And it was Mm -hmm. for years. And it's just so exciting that these opportunities are available to them now. Yeah, and it has a lot of sentimental value for me. I, I probably told this story before, so I'll be quick. But um, but my wife and I, on our honeymoon, we went to Paris, and we followed in the footsteps of uh, of uh, Before Sunset, um, which took us about seven hours. <laughs> so it wasn't exactly real time. But, and yeah. we, we used a little, uh, one of the first-generation iPads, uh, not iPads, um, iPods, that could do video, so it was like this little two-inch screen. I was <laughs> walking through the streets of Paris, you know, trying to ma- match the uh, the shot with the uh, the street. So wow. yeah, I, it it would be a neat uh, sentimental pickup for us. And it's just two great movies, and I think one pretty good one. So, so is that going to be a supplement on the disc? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I, I'm talking to them right now. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> the iPod tour. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, both of you, for joining me once again to talk about the new releases. I'm so glad we got uh, a chance to go through these together. Um, Listeners, I'll have links in the show notes to where you can find all the stuff that we talked about tonight. And uh, we'll be back around this time next month to talk about the first month of titles in 2017, the January lineup. See you then. (laughs) 